Welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David, and as always, I am joined by the conclusive Matt. Hello there. So, wrap-up time. Yep. Series four. Done and dusted. Done and dusted. Specials as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people fold them into series four, sometimes people think of them as their own mini-series. I think it's easier to just whack it all in. Yeah, and then we can, like, get rid of RTD. (laughs) Once and for all. (laughs) We're going to be getting on to that a bit later, how uh, our feelings on RTD and his sort of tenure, but, uh, yeah, you're you're eager to move on to Pastures New. Yeah, I know. I've given him a pretty rough time whilst we've watched his episodes, but change is as good as a rest, isn't it? Indeed. Indeed. Um... So, oh, there's so much to talk about. I almost don't even know where to start. But I know that for a fact we got a question a while ago. The, like the only question <laughs> yeah. we've ever had emailed to us. Um, what, what was the chap's name? John Riley, John enemy Riley. of the show. Well, thank you very much for uh, sending it in. It was and it was actually sent in quite a while ago, back when we were uh, in the middle of talking about series three, I mm. think. Um, but I wanted to kind of table it until we were completely done with RTD's era because the question was, why does Russell T. Davis hate mothers? Yep. And there's a there's there's a point to be made there. I think if you think in terms of the mothers of companions, who who are the the, yeah. the main mothers, so you've got Jackie Tyler, you've got um, we S- Sylvia Noble, Sylvia Noble, Donna's mum, and Francine Jones, which yeah. is Martha's mum. Very different characters, mm. but all to some extent, at least uh, certainly in their first series where they appear, not portrayed very sympathetically. If we take Jackie, yeah, we take Sylvia, yeah, and was it Francine? Francine, shag Mary kill. <laughs> Here was me wanting a highfalutin discussion. Yeah. Oh God, I mean, you know what? I'm putting my foot down here. You always throw me into these hypotheticals and then uh, it, it's always just to pull the rug and say, aha, actually you could have done this. Yep. So I'm going to say none for none of them. Okay. I, I do not want to shag, marry or kill any of them. Really? So they, yeah. you, don't, you don't want to kill Martha's mum? No, because I'm not a murderer. You I don't mean, want to marry not... Jackie? Lovely Jackie? No, because I'm 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 quite happy with the partner I've got. Thank you. Very and uh, much. this is in a hypothetical world. Well, but the thing, look, what I'm trying to avoid here is because sooner or later it'll come down to be fucking cats, won't it? That's what it always boils down to with these hypotheticals with you. I mean, this series it was bees. <laughs> <laughs> so, someone shagged a big wasp. <laughs> anyway. um... But yeah, so, I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you think RTD's got a thing against mothers? Um, I don't know, because Jackie is easily my favourite. Yeah. Mary. Um, but I think you, initially, she's very abrasive. Yeah. It's only but, as you get to know her. But she's got like an almost a redemption arc. Yeah. Where she yeah. comes good in yeah. the end. Then... You have Francine. Francine, yeah. Kill. I would... I don't know. I suppose hers is more about, like, the family unit rather yeah. than just her. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. She's 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 basically struggling to keep her family together following the breakup of her marriage. Yeah. So she's in a difficult situation, and she's very protective of her daughters, including Martha. And so it's... she It's, un, it's understandable. 
but we don't get to see enough of the rest mm-hmm. of Francine's life in the way that we do with Jackie to have any sympathy for her, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. And then Sylvia would not leave shag for me. Yeah. Um, again, it's not really about her, is it? No. I think she plays that role so we have more affection for the relationship between Donna and Wilf. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I Donna think... isn't getting that affection from her mum. Yeah. But it makes Wilf even more lovable. Yeah, absolutely. I think I feel like when you look at Sylvia and Wilf in tandem, that you, you and then you think about Donna, those are the sort of missing pieces mm. in Donna's personality. You like you look at them together, and you're like, oh, I now understand why Donna is exactly the person she is, and that is really good writing. I do think we'll get onto this a bit more a bit later. I think one of RTD's biggest strengths is his ability to craft characters that you you believe mm-hmm. in a sort of ridiculous universe that is the world of Doctor Who. You know, he manages to ground it in a way. And, and so, yeah, they're not sympathetic characters a lot of the time. But I don't know that he's particularly got it in for mothers, but so much as it is that through exploring the sometimes difficult relationships companions have with their mothers that gives you more uh, grounding for mm. understanding the companion. Yeah. Which is obviously key to to watching Doctor In Who. Classic Who, do any companions have like wider families? Nah. 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 Just, yeah. it's, it's just not a thing really. I was thinking that. Because yeah. I mean it's one of the all the ones we've seen we don't get any do we no not really and uh, not even jamie not even sweet jamie uh, you see i've never watched because the, the episodes are missing i've never watched uh, a reconstruction of the highlanders so i've never seen jamie's first story all oh, right uh i i do i'm going to be going back eventually and doing some of the recons and things but um so yeah i don't quite have that context i I think because he was in, he was like a young bloke it, it, growing up around the time of like sort of a clan warfare and stuff mm. in the Highlands, so you get that context for him. But like they're never like popping in and visiting Jamie's family. Right, that, that just doesn't happen in okay. classic Who, really. Um, so that's yeah, one of the big innovations of the RTD era. Um, so shall we just like roll into that then? Because I've got my usual sort of enormous list of questions. Go on, man. Um, of like. Stuff I'm just interested as a newcomer, what your perspective is on. So, what would you say are RTD's biggest strengths and what he's done for for? Well, probably what we've show. just talked about that yeah. depth with the companions. Yeah. Because though we've watched it, it's not. Although the Doctor's story is like the overriding story. Yeah. Like Rose's story is probably as important. Oh, I, easily. If not, you know, also Martha's probably less so because she's stupid. But then Donna's also. We get that yeah. mention about whether she never thinks she's good enough and yeah. how important she actually is. Yeah, I mean the the companion in Classic Who was always an audience surrogate, mm. but with RTDs Who, they are the focal point really. Like the Doctor is always a bit of a mystery. It's called mm. Doctor Who for a reason. But by giving us more of an insight into the world of the Companion and really making their journey 
the thing that matters on a given yeah. series. That was a huge innovation, really, for the modern series. Was and it some... well-received? Were people like, boo, we don't care about Jackie. We I... just want to see, I don't know, Jamie go for a walk. <laughs> I think there were certain... Early on, there was a bit of resistance from fans who... Because it was so new. I mean, mm. you've, you've had a taste of classic. You can see how different classic who is to modern who in a lot of ways and so there were certain old guard who were like well, what's this russell t davis um you know swanning in breaking my favorite television program but at the end of the day a lot of them were one round mm. and you only have to look at the enormous success the show had during the tenant years yeah yeah the, just the cultural impact it had at that time You've got to give RTD a lot of the credit for that. Yeah. Uh, so it's been alright, really, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. It's a bumpy ride, but it's not yeah. a dull ride. No, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I still wouldn't go as far as to say I'm like an enthusiast. But... You're getting there, though, aren't you? Like, you can see the appeal. I can see why some people might like it. Yeah. See why some people might be sat opposite you wearing a TARDIS t-shirt right now. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know how people get obsessed with it. Maybe maybe that will come in time. Like, we, we haven't got a show that people are obsessed with at the moment, have we? Game of Thrones has finished. Breaking yeah. Bad's finished. Yeah. You know, I mean, people like Peaky Blinders. But, like, <laughs> I can't imagine, like... I couldn't imagine... I was ever going to a Doctor Who convention and me like, oh, I'm with my own people. <laughs> I mean, well, people do. It's, I mean, I know, but there are some get huge a fucking grip. <laughs> well, well like, so, what is the best thing that could happen at a Doctor Who convention? Um, panels with some of the surviving doctors. That'd be pretty cool. I would like to see some of them in the flesh. Oh, yeah. Um, I. I think in fact, okay. I, I yeah. was going to drop this in. I, yeah. I put it out on our Twitter. Uh, John Barrowman's doing a Christmas concert in Harrogate. Do you want to go? <laughs> I'll have he, to have a look at my schedule. He's singing the hits. Ah, oh, fantastic. Imagine if we went. <laughs> but it's going to be loads of old women yeah. and just a pair of fucking nerds. Like going, oh, did you like that scene in the cantina with Russell Tovey? That was good. <laughs> Are you the face of Bo? <laughs> Ah, oh, bless him. Oh. Poor bloke. He's having fun, isn't he? Yeah, post-Doctor Who. <laughs> I wonder if people still ask if he's the face of Bo. Ah, oh, all the time. Should sure. we get him on Twitter? Well, you can give it a go. I'm going to tweet him tonight. Yeah. I'm just going to put, Hi are John, are you the face <laughs> of Bo? <laughs> See how he responds. Yep. Um, so, we talked about like some of the, the best. What would you, if you had to kind of pin down the worst aspects, the things that really rubbed you up the wrong way, specifically about it, RTD's era. His lack of concern when throwing prejudice around. Mm. Like, it, I mean, we've talked about it in the past. He loves body shaming people. Oh, yeah, there's some rough stuff there, isn't there? You know, and homosexuality is not approached appropriately, shall we say. 
I think it's really interesting because obviously, like you know, he is a gay man himself, mm. and he the, he rose to fame writing Queer as Folk, one of the most groundbreaking know, but like, dramas about homosexuality. If you think about when the Handy Doctors created, yeah, and then you've got Captain Jack just going, "Oh, I wish I could tell <laughs> you what I'm thinking." Yeah, it's it's. I think it gets a little self-indulgent at times. Yeah. Um, and I, I honestly, I don't think... I think if he were writing for the show now, he'd probably think twice about some of the choices he made back then. And it's weird to think that like 2005, 2008 was such a different time. Mm. But I think it really was in a lot of ways. Yeah. A lot has... The culture has shifted massively in just the last two if or we three went years. Back, to 2009 and I just said oh does anyone want to watch the Women's World Cup yeah but that was massive like last was it last year this year I mean you're talking to me about sport now so my my, my, yeah I've just glazed over completely but but yeah no you're right it's I mean that stuff's getting televised in a way that it wasn't previously and yeah we we are living through a time of enormous cultural change so it's really weird to look back on on TV that was made just ten years ago and think how different it was. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, for my money, RTD. I feel like his strengths are also his weaknesses in some ways. In that, because he's so interested in grounding things domestically, there were times when I I was, we were watching certain episodes and I'm thinking, oh, just can we go to a different planet? What, we've yeah. got a time and space machine, and it's it's fucking. You're talking about fear, her, aren't you? It's yeah, it's it's episodes <laughs> like that where it's just like we're back on, we're back in London, not just even the UK or the world, it, it, specifically London, specifically the current times, or maybe the near future, as like yeah. fear her was, but it's just like. Just give us a bit more variety. I like. I know it was cheap to shoot, and he wanted to keep it grounded. And but there's like one of the appeals of Doctor Who for me is escapism, and sometimes I don't think I get that sense of escapism from RTD's take. Yeah, on I Who. could see that. It's a little bit like watching Coronation Street, but just something's a bit weird about it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if suddenly you know, little fat remember, creatures remember took that, over Corrie. That episode yeah. where it's just like, oh, Rose, your granddad's coming round for tea. Oh, by the way, <laughs> he's been dead for years. He's <laughs> yeah. a ghost. Yeah. It turns out actually he's just from another dimension because it's a yeah. Cyberman. Yeah, it is just like, it, that's definitely got soap opera aspects. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, can be a positive, can sometimes be a negative. Mm. Um... Oh, I wanted to ask you before we get into some other like more general stuff, uh, some some stuff specifically relating to uh, the end of time. You know, okay. the episode we watched last week um, when we waved goodbye to dear old David Tennant. More about him later. But um, who do you reckon the mysterious lady was? I've got quite a few theories. Okay, give me your best one. Right, well, I'll go through the ones I don't think it is. Okay. Right. So, I don't think it's the Doctor's daughter. Yeah, that would be weird. Because, But she could go back in time pre... Yeah, that's true. Even, what was her name? Susan. Su- no, no, oh, no. Oh, but, no, that's incredible. Oh, you mean Jenny? Yeah. 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 I also don't think it's Susan. Yeah. I don't think it's the Donna Doctor. 
No, that would be weird. I don't think it's like the Doctor's mother. Really? Because that's a popular fan theory. Is it? Yeah. I think it's the missing link. I think it's the Doctor's daughter that is Susan's mother. Ah. That's an interesting one. Just to fill that gap. Yeah. Someone we've never seen. Yeah. But I suppose a lot of modern fans just won't care or know about Susan, will they? No, not really. No. I mean... I sort of watched that before I've watched more modern. Yeah, so but you've I, got th- that I thought context. it could plug yeah. that gap. Yeah, no, that's an interesting thought. Mm. Yeah, I but, mean the, the 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 real answer is we don't know. Uh, it could be Lady said, Christina in yeah. her space bus. <laughs> <laughs> if she somehow I don't know flew to Gallifrey yeah. on the number seventy three. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps it has such capabilities. Um, so, let's talk about the Master. I mean, the Master's yeah. gone, obviously. He's trapped in the Time War. Yeah, but everyone's trapped in the fucking Time War. <laughs> Everyone suddenly comes out. You know, Timothy so, Dalton was time-locked. Yeah. Popped out, popped out for a bit, but he's back. Yeah. Back in the Time We're War now. We're definitely going to see the Master again, aren't we? Do you? How do you feel about that prospect? I, I hope we do. Mm-hmm. I, I find him more engaging than other adversaries. Yeah. Part of me really hopes it's still John Sims. Right. But part of me hopes it isn't. And, like, the Doctor just keeps, I don't know, a bit like Professor Yana. Yeah. I hope we just get someone who's royally pissing on the Doctor's chips. Yeah. And we'd like to find out it's the Master. That would be interesting. If you... Fancy casting. Say John Sims not coming back. Yeah. Who would you cast for the Master? Um... I think I said it last time. I want the guy that plays Stannis Baratheon. Oh yeah, I, think I want like I want yeah. a cold, calculating master. Yeah, that would be fun. The John Sim ones is like he's almost fun. Yeah, you know, and childlike like, and manic. Yeah, I want a proper nasty bastard. Yeah, something akin to uh, Roger Delgado in the classic series. You know, the classic master that you've seen, where he's just. I know he was just a bit. You, I'm not even going to let you finish that sentence. He was just a bit odd, wasn't he? He was just like an extravagant old man. <laughs> like, if you lived next to that old-fashioned master, and you'd just be like, all right, mate, how's it going? And he was just like, you'll rule the day the doctor crosses me. I'd just be like, yeah, all right, Peter, see you next time. I'd just be like, oh, well, the dementia's finally met, caught up with Peter. Like, oh, I'm getting the demons from Deimos. Like, of course, course you are. I'm just popping down the shop. Do you want a pint of milk? You know. So, thinking beyond the Master, we yeah. you've finally got your glimpse of proper Time Lords other than the Master. Yeah. Like, Rassilon, for example. Would you like to see Rassilon again? Would you like to see other Time Lords? Maybe other Renegades? I know that you fill me in that Rassilon's important. Yeah. But in that episode, he was very much just like villain of the week, wasn't he? Yeah. He just stood in a big robe and shouted a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I sort of liked it when the Doctor was the only one. Mm. I like that idea. And then the whole you are not alone thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, if there was hundreds of them. Then the Doctor's not as special. Yeah, kind of. Che- it's it's interesting because like it really does feel anathema to watching Modern Who, but obviously all the way through Classic Who, that's all pre Time War. Yeah. There's, there's there's Time Lords just 
bobbing around all over the shop. I mean, they're not. They're mostly just sat, sat on Gallifrey, staring at screens and things and going like, ooh, no. <laughs> it's uh, Except for the sort of, obviously, the odd rogue one, like the Master or the Doctor. Mm. What about another sort of renegade time board like that? I don't know. Again, like, I don't want to over-egg the pudding. I like the idea that there's only a few. Yeah, yeah. That makes more sense to me in terms of the story. Absolutely. It certainly gives you a different angle on the Doctor as a yeah, character. Yeah, because the whole arc we've had is like, I'm the last one. Yeah. I did what I had to do. I yeah. feel massive regret. Yeah. But if he's not, then what's the Why point in the TV show? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And, and, and again, you've got to give RTD credit for that because that is 100% his concept. Mm. You know, the Time War was just something he threw in to give the character that interesting what? backstory. Why was the Doctor ever on Earth in Classic Who? Okay. Was he just like, oh, I've been here once before, I like it. Well, Because uh, he was like living in a shed yeah. in London. Yeah. Like, was he on the run then? Yes, he, d- he does make, he, he does mention in Unearthly, unearth- put my teeth in, in An Unearthly Child that he and Susan are uh, fugitives. Hmm. We don't get any context for that necessarily. I mean, it's going to be. I think we know yeah. with old creepy doctor. <laughs> I think we know living with a teenage girl oh, post Operation Utrecht. <laughs> yeah. Gallifrey where, caught where, on long before better, the rest of the world. We're better than early 60s Britain. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> surprised he didn't get well, It was broadcast on the BBC. Oh god! Um, but yeah, so we do have that context. But then, I mean, it's it's literally it's it's two series before we meet another Time Lord, and even then, they're not referred to as such. Mm. A character who you've not met called the Meddling Monk. Oh, great! Yeah, he's like about hoot. <laughs> he is good fun, actually. Played by um, what's his name, Peter Butterworth. He did a lot of Carry On films, right? So, <laughs> is he literally just like a monk that? He's posing as a monk, and he likes to meddle with time. Great, yeah, it's good fun. We're not it's a, it's watch a, that. It's a cracking story. I might bust that out for you at some point. For fuck's sake! Right, okay. Yeah, it's good fun that one. Um, <coughs> but yeah, we it, it's it's the whole backstory with the Time Lords and Gallifrey and stuff that just slowly different writers just pop in. Mm that detail is that why none of the continuity makes any sense yeah of course it's it's all over the shop Mm. and and that's part of the charm of Doctor Who and you'll find as as we pass from one showrunner to the other the new series isn't necessarily much better at maintaining any kind of continuity than the old series was Um, but again that's the joy of Doctor Who you go with it Um, so Let's not beat around the bush anymore. Let's talk about David Tennant. Yeah. You have now witnessed the entirety of David Tennant's era. How's he stacking up for you? When when it's good, it's really, really good. Yeah. But I think when he's at his best, I can maybe count on one hand like the moments that really stand out. Yeah. And unfortunately, even though I absolutely slated it, probably the best example is uh, Family... Of blood, yeah, 
His performance of that is just exquisite. Yeah. Also, the Runaway Bride. Yeah. Where he's just like wiped out a whole race. That's yeah. a pretty standout moment for me, I would say. Yeah. yeah. And people bust out that gif a lot of him just staring moodily. Yeah. Whilst the water. Yeah. and But the thing is, those are like big moments that stand out. But there's a lot of like character moments that are really good. Yeah. Like, I know I hate on Martha a lot, but probably more so with Donna when he's having more fun. When you get drawn from that fun into the seriousness, it's more poignant. Yeah. Like, is it fair to say he wasn't having as much fun with Martha as he was with Rose or Donna? What, the character or the, or the actor? No, the character. Like, yeah. the Doctor just didn't seem to be, like... Yeah, he was disengaged. As... He, was, he was still getting over Rose. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I, I think, as I've said before, I think Martha, more than any other companion, gets a really raw deal. Mm. I don't think it's any fault of either Freema or... I saw she's yeah. in, like, a big American TV series now. What, so she was in Sense8, which I watched the first couple of episodes of and never bothered with the rest. No, I think... I can't remember what it's called... I think it's like a hospital drama. Oh, right, yeah. I saw like an advert and I was yeah. like, oh, it's her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's a, she's a pretty good actress, I would say. She, I just mm. think she wasn't always well served by the scripts. I mean, that's true of Tennant as well. I think he's is a she, phenomenal Is she a actor. bit like Robert Pattinson? Like a good actor, but Twilight just sort of hamstrung his career. Possibly, yeah. I don't even know if he is that good. I hope he is. He's going to be Batman. <laughs> I mean, if I was if I cared about Batman, then oh, the look, the looklessness that I'm getting right now. Have I ever literally shown you my Batman tattoo? <laughs> I don't think you have. Oh, we we're getting the reveal here. This is exciting stuff. Well, don't tell me you don't care about Batman. That is that is an impressive tattoo as well. We're not just talking about the logo here. That's. Yeah. Some work went into that. I'm really sorry, Matt. We never had the discussion before. My favourite Batman is Adam is, West. We have Adam had West? that conversation. Yeah, yeah I, I like because mine's I like, animated. Yeah, I, I, I hear the good things about the animated series. I want to get into it. I've just never really had the opportunity to. Um, I, I struggle with a lot of the modern interpretations of Batman, where it's just. It's just grim and serious, and th- I need that little bit of levity in my comic book stuff because it's you so. You need Batman in- to dance. Yeah, because at the end of the day, Batman is inherently stupid. Oh right? yeah, it's a really, really stupid thing, and unless the filmmakers are just adding a little wink to acknowledge that this is all a little bit silly, I can't get on board I- with it. Have you seen the new Joker film? No, I have absolutely no interest in watching that. I I liked it, but I thought if I've ever seen a film that's going to inspire people to murder, this is it. Yeah. See, that doesn't seem helpful in the current climate. Yeah. 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 I I mean, obviously I haven't seen it, so I'm not basing this on any on anything other than having seen the trailer and read other people's opinions of it. But I just feel like if you want to make a Scorsese-type, man-on-the-edge, art-house movie, just make that. 
we don't need to set it in Gotham and make mm. it a, a joke origin story because isn't it part of the appeal of the Joker that there is no definitive origin story? Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you what would well, be an I, interesting I, thing. I, what if you did an anthology film of all, like all the different origin stories well, of the Joker? That I, would be interesting. I text my cousin who I quite often go to the cinema with, and I said I had two major issues with the Joker film. Yeah. Number one, it gives him an origin story. Yeah. And number two, at the end, literally everyone in Gotham, if not the United States of America, if not the world, uh-huh. knows the identity of the Joker. <laughs> yeah, that kind of breaks the concept of the character, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I, I feel like the director just wanted to make that kind of movie. Yeah. And the only way he was going to get money to do that was by pitching it as a Joker movie. Yeah. And I think that is a sad indictment on our film industry. Coming as someone who really does enjoy a good comic book movie. Yeah. Like, there needs to be space for good. other stuff. I did enjoy it, but... I don't yeah. know how soon I'll go back to it. Yeah. I don't know. If it, if it pops up on Netflix, I might give it a whirl. Mm. But, yeah. I'm not rushing out to see that one. We have gotten sidetracked, yeah. haven't we? Back to Doctor Who, back to the matter at hand. Because I've still, I've got a lot of questions to get through still. So, David Tennant, overall, great two thumbs up. Yeah, two thumbs up. Great performance, not always brilliant scripts. Yeah, about par for the course with Doctor Who, to be honest. Um, casting your mind back to Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. Mm-hmm. That episode teases this sort of unseen history. With the character of River Song. Yeah. Would you like to see any of that play out on screen? Or do you think it's better left as a mystery? I... Never see? Both. I, <laughs> want, I want to see it yeah. continue, but in the same way. I like the fact that the man who knows everything doesn't know what's happening here. Yeah, yeah. So I would like... Dynamic, so as River's got that book and she checks where in time the Doctor is as she's meeting him. Yeah. I would like to see that, but maybe further. So the Doctor has an awareness of who she is and knows she's important, but doesn't know how they reached that conclusion still, Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I'd like to see maybe the next chapter in that relationship, but I don't want it all just to be given away. Yeah. No, that, that definitely makes sense. Um, so thinking head to series five, mm-hmm. if you could have one villain from the series four of the specials to come back for series five or maybe beyond, what and, and like ones that we've not seen uh, previously? So I'll, I'll run through them for you. We've got Adipose. Are they the fat babies? They've got fat babies. We've got Pyroviles. Who were the, the lava oh, rock yeah, guys yeah, yeah. from uh, Pompeii? We've got Santarans, Vespiform, who was the big wasp alien, yeah. uh, Vashta Narada, who were the uh, shadow piranhas from Forest of the Dead. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, the Midnight Entity from the planet Midnight. Oh. And the episode of the same name. No, 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 no. Um, Davros, this is our first. Uh, yeah. Experience with Davros. Um, whatever those things are in Planet of the Dead, the Stingray things, that's literally what I've got written <laughs> down here. Yeah. I don't think they ever get a name. No. 
Um, the Flood from Waters of Mars. I would say Davros and the Sontaran yeah. are the only ones maybe on that list that aren't Monster of the Week. Yeah. They're more ingrained mm-hmm. into things. So, like... Uh, they're interesting. They're the only classic ones. Are they? On the list. Yeah, both from the classic series. Okay, so... So that's Yeah, I wouldn't pick. mind seeing them because, obviously, Davros had, like, a strange relationship with both the Doctor and the Daleks. Yes, absolutely. So, I like that. The Sontarans, they're just funny little soldier men, aren't they? Yeah. They'll be back. Yeah. And... In fact, we saw them in the specials, didn't we? The Doctor hit one of them with a hammer. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got so, a, 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 They just dusted and then of the costumes. Of the, like, the crap one-off monsters, <laughs> the ones from Waters of Mars yeah. is the best one. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be up for another episode that maybe found some interesting twist to bring them back. Because, like, if we took the Adipose, yeah. what more can you say about them? Yeah. They've 100% served their purpose in yeah. that episode. Absolutely. Like the big wasp monster, the Vespiform. Like, what can you do with that? Yeah. Yeah. And plus, it's not interesting. <laughs> it's just a big wasp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, I, I can't play when it's quite like agree. when it's humanized yeah. animals, but when it's just literally a big animal. Yeah. I I think Vashta Narada and Midnight Entity both have potential to to be interesting because they're both in both cases. You, can't, you, you don't see them, first of all. Yeah. They're kind of unseen, and they... So that gives them a sort of nebulous quality. I think they're more malleable, and I think an interesting ride, with interesting writing, you could find a fresh take on them. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. If any Knowing Doctor Who, they back. will come back, but it'll show you what they really look like, and it'll just be like a cheap Halloween mask. Or yeah, something. really disappointing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, thinking again ahead to series five, like what would, what for you needs to change for you to keep you engaged? Right. Well, I I thought back to the end of the last series when we were discussing what we wanted to see in this series. Yeah. And I said a non-romantic companion. Yeah. And fair dues, we didn't get that, you know. But even then. We, well, we did with Donna. Well, yeah, but they weren't romantic necessarily, yeah. were they? They were just great mates. Yeah. So I want to see a male companion. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 I just want to see him adventuring. Yeah. I mean, we've had that with the uh, with the classic series. There've mm. been several men that have uh, travelled with the Doctor. Yeah, my favourite, Jamie. Yeah. Who wears a kilt on her? sub-zero <laughs> temperature planet he's a Scotsman but like bread. if we if we I would say probably certainly the specials probably a good part of series 4 the best bit was when he was with Wilf yeah so that was a really interesting dynamic so give me something like that that kind of that brings us uh, well you know what before we get into talking a bit more about Wilf um well, it might come up. My last question for you. If you could have one character from the RTD era, one recurring character, to cut a feature in the post-RTD era, who would it be? See, I bet you were expecting I'd just go Wilf. 
Yeah. But actually, again, I think his story's close. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to say Captain Jack. Strong choice. I, I think yeah. we've a lot, a lot more to see of him. Mm. Because we still don't really know a great deal about him. I'm certain we could watch Torchwood. Yeah. I'm still floating the idea that one day we just watch Torchwood. <sighs> we might do. We're going to run out of content soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'd probably go Captain Jack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, he's immortal, so you could chuck him into exactly, any exactly. Can't um, you? I mean, you're not you're not hankering for more Mickey. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Special scene, Jones. <laughs> oh God! Um, I tell you who I might pick. I can't even remember the guy's name, but yeah. from the last episode. That guy that just invested loads of money into opening the gate. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, well, there's definitely more story to be told. What was his because... name? Oh, is it Naismith it... or something? Yeah, was it Anthony Naismith? Or Joshua, maybe, I think. Hold maybe. on. Let's just... Well, I'm like End of time. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we'll salute. No, before that, we'll have to edit a bit of this. Oh, I'm leaving it all in. I'm editing this week, uh, listeners, and I am very lazy. So, Who yeah. are this couple, and what is the <laughs> gate? Uh, Will has a pistol from the war. Oh, Joshua Naismith. There we go. I got it right. Joshua, Joshua Naismith. Naismith. You were yeah. right. Well, yeah. yeah. Give me his story. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not, indeed? Oh, Donna's fiance. Oh, yeah, he's nice. If the nice. doctor met him before he met Donna, yeah. and it turned out the doctor fixed them up, that'd be oh, good. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, you could have a whole series with him as a yeah. That would be nice. He, he could like... be like a lonely guy, and the doctor yeah. goes, oh, I think I know someone. Yeah. But then you got the whole, like, bootstrap paradox, because he already, he's seen them getting married, so he knows that's how they end up, so... Yeah. Yeah. You don't, I mean, you don't want the Reavers on your hands, do you? I do want the Reavers. <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> Um, so thinking then, uh, if, if you were to rank the companions, not mm-hmm. uh, take them outside of like the stories they're in, whatever, just as like characters you enjoy. And I'm going to throw Captain Jack and Wilf and Mickey uh-huh. into the mixer. So you've got Rose and Mickey, Martha, Captain Jack, Donna, Wilf, six. Uh, am I missing anyone there? I don't think so. Because there's like the one-offs, isn't there? Yeah. Like Lady Christina. Yeah. No, I'm not counting that. Uh, I don't know. Part of me thinks I would put Rose first, just because, like, the majority of episodes I really liked were Rose episodes. I don't know. I liked Donna, but I think I'd still put Captain Jack ahead. Would you? Yeah. Donna's number one for me. Really? It has to be, yeah. I don't know. Will for close second. Yeah, I'd definitely have Will at the top. Let's let's just agree we'd put Thingy last. Martha. You see, I don't know whether I would. Really? Shall I tell you who I'd be putting last? Go on. Rose. Really? Yeah. I'm not a big Rose fan. Wow. But she's so important. Yeah, she's important, but I don't even like when her they as tell a you, Even when they tell you she's not important anymore... She's back. 
Uh, I'll bet you £5 right now <laughs> that we will see another episode where Rose turns up. You reckon? Yeah, not just a mention. We will see Billy Piper reprise the role of Rose. Rose. Yeah. Specific Rose Tyler, the character. Yes. Do, I mean, I can't take that. I want to take that bet, but I can't take that bet because I have future knowledge of the show. Yeah. It's because it's so predictable. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. All that's to come, dear listener. Um, so, I'm just having a look at our little uh, list here, what we've got left. What do you think was the best episode? Well, uh, why don't I do my customary episode okay. rankings? Yep. Let's just go through this and you can tell me how wrong I am. Uh, See if there is any surprise in do here. Do you know what? A lot of these episodes are so forgettable. I couldn't even tell you what my favourite is. Well, I'll jog your memory. We've got 15 to go through here. So okay. I'm just going to rattle through these. Right at the bottom, number 15, Voyage of the Damned. Yeah. Do not enjoy that. It's, it's mawkish. It's too long. It's got Kylie it's, Minogue in it. It's got Kylie Minogue in it. It's not... It doesn't work It's got me, horrible really. fat shaming yeah. in it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got Banacafalata in it. Oh, I, I enjoy a bit of Banacafalata. But do you know what I, I think? It's, it's do you know what I think? Rule. The only bit I liked in that episode yeah. was the end where he gives the old man a million pounds. Yeah, it's cute, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice. Um, so, but yeah, it's a long slog to get there, isn't it? Yeah. So number fourteen, another Christmas special, the next Doctor. Yeah. Had it's, potential. Yeah. But two minutes in, I'd suss the whole plot. Yeah, it just it, it, and it, it had that weird Cyberman dog monster. <laughs> yeah. Never, never addressed. I think possibly the lowest low point of any RTD era monster. Like I'd have the, I'd have the. Do, do you back think over like one of the costumes games. got lost, <laughs> and they were just like, oh, we haven't got that, but we've got a bear costume. <laughs> Should we stick the same man head on a ruffalo? It, it was just a rug. Yeah, it was just a rug. But <laughs> I would argue, I would like to see the Doctor go back and maybe pick up Rosita. As a companion. Yeah, she's fun. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked to have seen her as a companion with the real Doctor. Yeah, I would have liked that too. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll spoil that for you now. It's not going to happen. No, no, but... Yeah, there's the, probably fan fiction out it's there. It's the hope that kills you, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, number 13, Planet of the Dead. Yeah. It has its moments, but... Again, nothing really happens. Yeah, it feels very much like it's just... Spinning it's just wheels. all leading up to the revelation of the space bus. Yeah. But even that is just like, we don't need that. No. What we about... We don't need any of it. What the about only, Lee the Evans? Only... I mean, he's alright, but I kind of... I, I think... I would have wished they'd saved Lee, Lee Evans for a different part. Yeah. I think you could have done more with him in a different episode. I mean, the only thing... Really, we can take away from that episode is it alludes to the fact the end's coming. Yeah, we get the prophecy at the end, but we yeah. don't need like the other fifty nine minutes. Yeah, to get to that point. Um, number eleven, Unicorn and the Wasp. Oh yeah, bit of funny business with Donna. Yeah, I, but... I don't know. At the time, I I quite enjoyed it, but with hindsight, no. It bre- it breezes past. It does. It's it's it. It's inoffensive enough, but like the conclusion is so stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I can't get on board with it really. Uh, number, t- um, I've said I've gone. I, I should have said twelve there, not eleven. So sorry. Um, then I've got number eleven, 
Sontaran Stratagem and Poison Sky. Yeah. Weak as an ending. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. I would have been disappointed if I was like one of the Doctor Who fucking nerds. Yeah. And I thought, oh, get in. End of the series is coming. Was it the end oh, of no, the series? You're thinking, no, you're thinking this is the Sontaran one, so it's like in the middle of the series. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's the one where Martha comes back, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 You know, it has its moments, but it's a bit long, I think. For It feels a bit like spread a bit thin across the two parts. Yeah. Plus, I mean, again, <coughs> I know we watch them at a faster rate. It wasn't long enough for the Donna reveal to have any meaning to me it's just like oh Donna's gone and then like a couple of weeks later she's back if it had been a year I might have been more inclined it's fair enough um so number 10 for me is the end of time really yeah with tennis finale it's just it's just such a cacophonous yeah there's too much going on yeah like I mean we talked about it a lot at the time. Yeah. But the bit where they bring the master back yeah. with the books of... <laughs> I can't even remember. Yeah, the, the secret books of Saxon. That's it. And then they throw a potion. <laughs> but then the, the, the double potion. cross that one of them puts a gun to her head, but it's actually a friend. Uh, I will go on record. And then that means yeah. that the master has every superpower... <laughs> And the powers are inconsistent because once he can just jump really high and the next time he blasts off like a rocket. Like, and that's it's, just one facet of that yeah, episode. Yeah. We haven't even talked about the fact that there's Joshua Naismith in the yeah. background buying <laughs> alien tech, but secretly the Time Lords have sent yeah. drums back in time, yeah. but then they can throw a star forward then, in time. And then the Master turns everyone into himself. Yeah, and... including Obama. That is like... <laughs> A weird over-presence in that episode. Yeah. The whole thing is just like... There's some great moments. Yeah, there's some great a random woman. Scenes. It turns out the the Doctor might be Jesus at the beginning. Yeah. So this is the thing. So I can't, I can't like put it bottom because there are some moments that are absolutely hit home. David Tennant's final moments, the, the scenes with Wilf, gorgeous stuff. But... In a, the plot is just a complete shit show. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. Uh, then I've got Turn Left. Yeah, I quite like that one. I think it's got some really interesting ideas, but ultimately, it's completely inconsequential. Yeah. None of it matters. Plus, it's all. bookended by the madness of, oh, you've got a giant stag beetle on your back. Yeah. <laughs> Which, less said about the better. Um... So, number eight for me, The Doctor's Daughter. You weren't impressed by this episode, but I have a soft spot for it. It, it was okay. I like the idea that he's got a daughter. Yeah. But then the like story surrounding that was absolute hogwash bullshit. You see, you say that. That's the aspect I like most about that episode. I really like the story and I really like the twist that this entire ridiculous war has just been going on for a week. Yeah. I really love that. I think it's a really fascinating, like, old school, like, pulp paperback sci-fi kind of idea of the kind that we don't often get in Doctor Who. So I, I, I think it doesn't get enough praise for that. It's, I'll be honest, I'm out on a limb here. A lot of the fandom are not impressed with that episode yeah. at all. Uh, especially, yeah. 
it just it it's not a well loved episode, but I I really do have a soft spot for it. So number seven, Waters of Mars. Yeah, I quite like that one. Yeah, we're getting in, into the, the in top terms end, of yeah. like the villain. It was something different. Yeah. It wasn't just another alien. Definitely, I think the only thing knocking it really for me is that it's a little bit slow. Yeah, and also the uh, I could do without gadget. Yeah, that scene where they go really fast and it yeah, leaves tire burns. It kind of breaks the mood a bit, doesn't it? And I can confirm, I did go back and rewatch it. There is a Christmas robin in one of the trees. Is there? Yeah, I, ne- yeah, I need to. I'm going to look for that next yeah. time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I I just I, I've seen that episode so many times. I've never uh, yeah just picked up on that. I thought yeah. Time Lords had sent an image of a robin back in time, <laughs> and it appears in my mind, Maybe. haunting me. I mean. That's still a possibility. It's a very stupid plot point, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, then I've got Partners in Crime, which is uh, the episode with the adipose. I... So, story is done. But, but the best bit in that episode is where the Doctor finally sees Donna again and they do all the like mime to one yeah. another. That yes. is possibly one of my favourite bits of this series, I yeah, would say. Yeah, absolutely. Mine too. It's so much fun. It's just it's just fun seeing those two back together and seeing Donna not just shouting. Yeah. We we finally we're we're getting we're giving Catherine Tate more stuff to do and mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Um Then I've got uh at number five, Planet of the Ude. No. Let's move I on. I mean I've, so, I've said it last <laughs> week, I find the Ude boring. Yeah, I, I don't like the fact they've gone from like an afterthought in an episode to becoming like one of the most important things in the series. Yeah, yeah. Boring. I mean, I, I, if you're not getting on with you, then like they definitely get overplayed it's for what they are. But poor man's face of both. Nah. I like I like the episodes. Um, so number four, Stolen Earth Journey's End, the series four finale. It's yeah, bit all over the shop, but. Judy and Bleach as Davros is fantastic, mm. um, and we get every. It's like it's it's the Avengers Endgame of RTD era. Yeah. Just everyone's coming together. Comes together. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to resist that. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I'm trying to think yeah. if there was any really bad bits. The Osterhagen key. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's always something like that in an RTD finale. There's always some yeah. some aspect where it's just like, oh God, that. Yeah, that ongoing thing. idea that everything's got nukes in it. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is with that, mm. but yeah. I did like the bit where Will fast uh, rose if they wanted to swap guns. Yeah, that bit was good. Yeah. Uh, number three, I've got the the least consequential episode of series four, the fires of Pompeii. That never plays. Into later events. Yeah, I suppose I steep my words on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Turns out fairly important. <laughs> but I was just like, it's just bollocks. They just keep talking. But also, I like it because it feels quite classic to me. But it's a proper historical kind of episode. Even, and... even with hindsight, there's a lot with that episode I didn't really care for. Yeah, I didn't like the idea that the man was building a primitive computer gee I love that I love that shit I love the idea of like making a circuit board out of marble tablets I love all of that I love the prophecy off yeah it's just yeah 
It works for me. It Those works weird me. people with eyes on their hands. Yeah. Just brilliant. Love it. Grow up. <laughs> so number two, Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, River Song, great atmosphere, great concept. Was there anything really silly in that? Uh, how do you feel about the whole simulation aspect of it? Like the whole the, the uh, twist of it. That's with the, the, girl bit, and, the bit I didn't yeah. like in that was uh, River's friend who was beautiful but stupid but then ugly then clever. Yeah, yeah. Because of a misplaced decimal point. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit silly. But other than that. Pretty good episode, I'd say. Pretty strong stuff. Yeah. And good job too, seeing as the bloke who wrote it is now going to be writing like half of every series. Yeah. So, fingers crossed, eh? Um, and at number one for me, Midnight. Flawless. It's absolute shite. Flawless. It is the worst one. It is a masterpiece. No. We're never going to see eye to eye on this one. No, and I can't understand why people would say that. I didn't... It was boring. I think if there was... If I could ever get you to re-watch a single episode of Doctor Who in its entirety, I that would be the one I would want you to, to revisit. Uh, I just think you just got it wrong. I, I need to be totally honest. In the past, I used to watch every episode twice. When yeah, I, I, I told you that I was a bad I now idea. have no inclination to watch <laughs> I can honestly say, even the episodes I really liked, I'm probably never going to watch them again. No. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to relive them again through doing this podcast, so... Yeah, yeah. but... No. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. So, anyway, that's my that's my ranking. If, you, if you've got any strong feelings about any of that, do feel free to write into to us. Um, that's not you, but the, the listeners. Yes. I forget yeah. you. I forget that they're there sometimes, but yeah. you know, I thought they might be interested. Um, they probably all switched off when you said midnight was the best episode. <laughs> so well done if you're still listening. <laughs> so we like to as well to just kind of do off our, our series rankings mm-hmm. of like where, where and try and like just figure out where where it, they, they all sit in relation to each other. So. For a long while, Series 1 has still been at the top for us both, hasn't it? Yeah. I think for me, and I'm going to, for this, for the purposes of this, I'm going to treat the the specials and Series 4 proper separately. Yeah. So, Series 4 just edges out Series 1 for me. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I would say, for me, it's 1, 2... Four, three. And where where will you stick the specials? Um, at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I would as well. I think the only difference there is that is that I'd be I'd be sticking four ahead of one. Yeah, but it. Yeah, it. It's it was like a nice palate cleanser. Yeah, if you know what I mean. I wouldn't want to go straight from. All the end of Rose's story and all that madness, straight into a new Doctor. We needed like a fun series, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's a shame the fun ends so soon. It all gets really dark and morose really <laughs> it, quickly. It does, it does. But yeah, I, I mean, there's this, there's that saying in show business: leave them wanting more. Mm. RTD. Did not adhere to that. <laughs> no. You are not left wanting a second more 
of his era, yeah. I feel like, by the time you get to the end of time. The end yeah. of the end of time. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to, like, a fresh take. Yeah. Because a lot of this, even when the setting and the characters are different, a lot of it's the same, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely has a, a, a consistent It's quite formulaic and... towards the end, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. That being said, how would you like to... Have a little taste right now. I mean, next week we're going to be talking about Classic Who, more about that in a second. But before we get that, I always like to play a little clip. We don't have any, like, little fun bonus episodes this time. Yeah. But there was, obviously, a trailer put out for Series 5. Mm-hmm. So we'll hit pause on the record now, and I'm going to play you the Series 5 trailer. listeners i'll chuck a link in the show notes so they can watch the same trailer we just watched how are you feeling first things most important thing uh-huh good to see the weeping angels are back mm. so there'll be at least one good episode of the series <laughs> plus i think was one of those people that flashed up tracy ann oberman as yvonne hartman oh from uh the series two finale yeah Maybe. Maybe. That's something to look forward to. I'm not, I'm not going to say yes or no to that. Daleks. Standard. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to be Daleks. couple of things. Yeah. I like the idea that it's like a younger Doctor. Yeah. So he seems more roguish, more adventurous. Okay, yeah. But then we see him fire a gun. That's interesting, isn't uh, it? Again, I'll bet you £5 right now that is not fired at a person. That'll be fired at like a light bulb or something circumstantial interesting bit of speculation I mm. again I'm not gonna I can't take you up on they can't, this they but... can't change it so much that it's just like oh yeah I'm the new doctor <laughs> and I fucking love yeah. guns you do see him clobber someone in the face yeah but we've seen this doctor fight aliens with a sword yeah you so, just don't yeah. think he's gonna be like no I think he's gonna be like commando yeah yeah like Scarface yeah. <laughs> that'd be amazing so interesting stuff I mean uh it's only a trailer, mm. but the tone does feel a bit different, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Something to look forward to. Yeah. But before we get there, mm-hmm. we're going to be watching a little bit of Classic Who. Yeah. The fourth Doctor, Tom Baker. Yep. Arguably the most iconic of the Classic Doctors. Mm. Um, and he had such a long tenure that uh, it's actually became you know it was really really hard for me to pick just one story there's no you cannot sum up his entire era in just uh one story it can't be done so um what i actually ended up doing was throwing it out to the hive mind of reddit mm-hmm. doctor who subreddit uh and i got some interesting uh suggestions so i'm just going to rattle these off for if anyone's curious uh people suggested the city of death uh, Douglas Adams story a lot of fun from later on in his run uh, Pyramids, Pyramids of Mars generally considered to be a classic I didn't pick it because I knew for a fact he'd fucking hate it so I'm, and I'm, I tried really really hard to pick a story that I thought you would enjoy mm-hmm. so I didn't go with Pyramids of Mars uh, Horror of Fang Rock I considered um, 
but ultimately decided against. Brain of Morbius was suggested. Didn't think that was going to sit right with you. Um, what other suggestions do we have? I'm just scrolling through the thread quickly now. Androids of Tara, I absolutely love. You will hate. So we know, <laughs> we didn't go with that one. Um, another suggestion from Pyramids of Mars here, which is, you know, doing so. Oh, so this, this uh, chap uh, had some interesting suggestions. Deadly Assassin, which is um, a, a very Time Lord-centric one. That might have been interesting, but didn't feel quite right. Pirate Planet, another Douglas Adams one. Um, is that about a planet of pirates? It's about a planet that is essentially a pirate ship. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. Um, there's a robotic parrot in it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's uh, Terror of the Zygons, um, which is I didn't go with purely. It's a really fun one, but that's one where like Unit makes an appearance again, and it feels almost like a throwback to the th- third Doctor era. Plus, it's important. I think we should just let Zygons yeah. be bygones. <laughs> <laughs> Good fun. I just felt I had really that. spoken for a while. Yeah. There, so I Me- we have uh, someone suggested Megalos, which is one where th- uh, Tom Baker spends half of it dressed up as a cactus. <laughs> effectively I'll show you some pictures of that later um, Invisible Enemy very nearly went for it purely because first appearance of K9 oh really but we've seen too many episodes with Invisible Enemies yeah and they're all shy that's true I mean ah you admit it Midnight's <laughs> not perfect um, but anyway so decide against that one ultimately because those K9 is good the rest of the story is a little bit meh okay um, so in the end I settled for the robots of death. Yep. So that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Yeah, look forward to it. I am so nervous. Okay. I am so dreadfully, dreadfully nervous because, as with every every time I show classic Who, I genuinely want you to enjoy it, and you never have. <laughs> so I like the man in a sleeping bag. I like well, the policeman walking down the street. Let's see next week how you feel about the robots of death. Until then, thank you so much for listening and sticking with us through the entirety of the Russell T. Davis era of Doctor Who and more. I wonder if people have enjoyed this. I hope so. You know, like, all we do is moan. <laughs> all you do is moan. I try very hard to stick know, up for my favourite TV all, show. All you do is blindly defend shit TV. <laughs> I, oh, come on. I stick the boot in when it's justified. Anyway, thank you ever so much for listening. Until next time, cheerio. Bye. Thank you for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter, we are at Time Nor Space Pod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.